there's a general support, general support and relief, in fact, following the appointment of Dan Marokane as ESCOM's new CEO. He'll take up the position by the 31st of March next year, 2024. The Minister of Public Enterprises, Pravin Godan, made the announcement yesterday. Marukane replaces former CEO Andre Dereta, who resigned from the position a year ago, following a loss of support from the government as well as the board. He joins the power utility at a difficult time as the country is going through the worst rolling blackout on record this year. Independent energy expert Adil Nchabeleng joins us now on the line. Adil, great to speak to you and thank you for your time. Uh, a welcomed appointment, seemingly, of Dan Marokane as ESCOM's new CEO. Why did it take so long? Uh, but also just your reaction to, to Dan taking up the post. Look, I, I'm glad that finally the decision has been uh, done with regards to appointing a permanent uh, you know, group chief uh, executive officer. The delays, I think, were related to the back and forth disagreements in terms of the, the the name recommendations that were actually filled through probably agreed that look let's let's just finalize the process and ensure that we bring about stability in ESCOM because uh, without a, a a a permanent group chief executive you really don't have somebody who you can hold responsible for any of the activities within ESCOM currently you know you have the minister who's doing an oversight role which is supposed to be parliamentary based then you have uh, you know the board that has been really functioning in terms of pulling ESCOM together out of it's uh, you know disarray issues of, of of disaster of load sharing and the crisis, and then you had uh, executives you know where you had uh, you know this chief financial officer who stepped into the role of being a, a, a you know interim uh, group chief executive of ESCOM. So it was very unsettling to mm. see what was happening and with no really in charge person. Mm. Mm. He is a man who's certainly no, uh, not new to the utility. Um, he he was last there in, um, in in 2015. He comes back now. Does he come back to, to a wholly new ESCOM? There's a lot of prayer. We expect change, um, but but of course there are a number of issues that that he needs to he needs to get on with and to take on. Where does he start? Look, I think his third point is going to have to be making sure that he rallies up uh, the troops. He gets support behind himself because, uh, remember, whenever you enter an organization, you're always seen from an outsider. You're not an insider. You have not been in the environment for years. And not only that, you need to now bring in a lot of morale support with regards to everybody working within your instructional base. So he's going to have to really do a lot of that. One is the workers bringing in the awareness that there's the current load sharing cannot persist and go on. And what we expect out of him is to to, to place much more attention in terms of fixing ESCOM. There's a current phenomena within ESCOM whereby the breakdown of power plant units is currently sitting down at 16,000 megawatts of totally broken down plants that are not being fixed, which is almost 30 to 40 percent of ESCOM's power power generation is not non-functional. So you can't have a situation like that in a company like ESCOM whereby almost, you know, one quarter or two quarters of your, 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 your production is currently out of capacity and you're expected to run with at least 50 percent only of your power plant. So he has to focus his attention on that issue. 
there were, of course, uh, ch- uh, changes as well in, in terms of uh, the, the, the chairpersonship of the ESCOM board. Then there was also the appointment of an electricity um, minister and the confusion, if, if, if we want to call it that, having having three ministers really, um, um, you know, ha- having direct influence or, or um, it, it playing a role really in, in shaping the, the direction that the utility then has. How, how does that, that stakeholder management, that multi-stakeholder management look like? It's actually, it's, it's a disaster, that one, because you have three ministers currently literally, you know, all competing to, to, to control as common influences uh, strategic decision. Not only that, you have another oversight, which is done by Treasury, because Treasury has been filling in a lot of money to actually rescue ESCOM out of its uh, financial, uh, you know, uh, commitments with regards to the over, you know, you know overspend on European Kusile. So you have four literally ministers that are literally in and out of ESCOM's issues and particularly giving it direction, strategic direction. And each and every ministry has a completely almost, uh, you know, contrasting, you know, set of demands with regards to what they want to see ESCOM do. And it's been very confusing. You know, this should have really been resolved. By now, the decision should have been made that they consolidate uh, ESCOM under one ministry and move away from all these other functional ministry lines that have been created. You know, with the hope that when they delivered in the electricity minister, there was a hope that that would be settled. But he didn't settle it at all. You know, it just made it worse. You know, it became now a much more fierce competitive environment by ministers competing for their attention to mm-hmm. control ESCOM. And none of them really have a direct access to what's making sure that ESCOM can be given its direction. They are all chipping away at their own, you know, sort of legislative mandated areas. Like, for instance, if it is funding like Treasury, mm. they're chipping away at that level. You have the Minister of Electricity who, you know, who seems doesn't really been, he has not even been given powers. to can even be very strategic in decision-making at ESCOM. He's just an oversight and a monitoring almost at a level. You know, then you have the, the direct responsibility now really lies at the Department of Public Enterprise, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you have the Minister of Public Enterprise who really does make strategic decisions, like even the appointment of the new CEO is currently under yeah. the uh, Department of Public Enterprise. So it's a quite a, it's a quagmire, it's a quite confusing environment, and it's not healthy for mm. the really sustainable operation of ESCOM into the long future. Fine, finally, Adil, um, we should also manage our expectations. Of course, then we'll also have election pressure. Uh, we, we're yet to find out when exactly that will be, but you know, it's a couple of months away. How much can he actually do? Um, how how should we manage our expectations here in terms of uh, you know secure and constant power supply, which is really what we want? Look, he's got no time. I mean, he's only starting in March, I think 31st of March or something like that. That's the set date or something. And as a result, he's got no time. I mean, I don't know why they set the date into the future date again. It just shows you again the decision-making and the politics they have to literally navigate around because between now and March is a long time, you know. And in South Africa, knowing the instability of every decision, something could change. So, yeah, you know, I think it's a hope situation that when he comes in at that time, they would have been able to already almost rescue the current crisis. There is a load shedding that is actually paralyzing the economy. Yeah. And it's currently between load shedding stage four and six. 
some people are even being affected at blackout level where there's no stages there's just no availability of electricity at mm. all even. Mm. so mm. If, 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 if there's new ceo comes in he has to grapple with that problem of literally turning around ESCOM and making sure that it becomes a one strong utility that performs and performs in a nature that it will keep lights on and ensure that the power plants are fixed yeah. and make sure that you have a lot of, you have less downtime that we have had, like I said, this current, you know, power power cards that we've been experiencing for like a couple of four years, four or five years now, yeah, which is really not good for the economy. Certainly not. Adele, we'll have to park it there this morning. Thank you very much for your time with us uh, today. Independent energy expert Adil Nchabeleng.